Hey, welcome to the Happy Ram Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always by my good friends and partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Buddy the Elf. This is the Christmas episode of the Happy Ram Podcast. And uh, Piper, in the spirit of Christmas and commerce, uh, we have a sponsor. Why don't you tell us about who that is and what they're selling? So you know what? In the spirit of Christmas, our sponsor is is really uh, not. It's not a product. It's an opportunity to be generous for our I listeners. Because our partner for this month is Compassion International, who. Uh, for most of our listeners are probably familiar, Compassion, their main thing is child sponsorships. So um, they work with churches, organizations, Christian artists, a whole bunch of different folks, like podcasts like us, to connect people in the church, American believers, to children around the world who are in poverty who need sponsorship. So um, basically what they're asking for is you get paired with a child, you actually get to select the child. So especially if you're doing this with your kids. So like I have two daughters who are almost 11 and 14. So I could go and find a little girl who's in a, about their age so that they feel some sense of connection, uh, sign up to sponsor them. I could pick the area of the world if there's somewhere that I've been on a missions trip or I know people there or there's some sort of connection. So you can kind of narrow it down to what is, feels like a real connection for your family. You sign up to sponsor. It's $38 a month, which I know money can be tight for folks, but, I mean, if you pay for, like, YouTube TV or Hulu Live or Netflix or Amazon Prime, like you're already paying this much for a whole bunch of stuff. So this is, it's a pretty affordable amount. And what the child will get out of that is medical checkups, nutritious food, uh, health and hygiene, treatment and training, educational assistance, emergency services as needed, and then mentoring, as well as just connection to believers who will then share the gospel with them. So this is this is poverty alleviation in the name of Christ. It's not just throwing money at a problem. So if you go to compassion.com slash the happy rant, you can see um, a selection of children who are in need who you can choose from, or you can search for something that works well with you and your family. And uh, just thinking about it, I don't know a better way to sort of help your kids uh, see a way to be generous, as well as helping them see what needs look like around the world. Americans don't tend to be good at global awareness. So again, go to Compassion.com slash The Happy Rant and sign up to sponsor a kid. If a one-time donation is easier for you, they have an opportunity to do that as well. They also have all the all the details you need for how they use the money, how it's channeled, um, all the ethics behind it, if you have concerns about that as well. So check out that website and sign up to sponsor a child today. I love it, Pipe. Well done, as always, and I agree with all of that. Now, uh, I have another compassion-related opportunity for people to to get involved in, and this is a little different kind of a sponsorship. Imagine, like, um, if you were linked into Compassion. So uh, if you were to get the letter from Compassion, and instead of, like, a little kid, it was a picture of a, a middle-aged hipster, like in a magazine-quality home surrounded by baked goods, and wearing several jackets, like your compassion child would be Ron Martin, Christmas Ron. <laughs> and instead of instead of just sending some money, like you would send some money, and then you would get his Advent book in return. Piper, why don't you why don't you gas up Ronald's Advent book? Ronnie's Advent book. All right, folks. Uh, our very own Ronald J. Martin has written an Advent devotional for kids and families. It is called The Best Gift Ever Given, a 25-day journal through Advent, from God's good gifts to God's great son. And uh, this this combines two things that Ronnie loves more than anything else in the world, and that is the Christmas season— 
with teaching people about Jesus. So he, wow. it's, it's high praise. Just, yeah, well, he did an excellent job with this. He deserves high praise. So it's also beautifully illustrated. I love the style of illustration. It's not it's not cartoony. I don't know what you call this style, but it's uh, I don't know. It's very exceptional. Ron, who did the illustrations for this? Yeah, so it's a style. It would basically be called like mid century style, and it was by an okay. artist named uh, Nathan Schrader. Nathan Schrader killed it on this. Uh, he did an awesome job. So from this book, uh, each devotional has a key scripture verse based on a brief teaching. It's interactive um, with a whole bunch of illustrations, uh, questions to help you talk with your kids about these things, and then a prayer for it. So it's, it's brief, it's concise, and then it walks people through the story of Christmas as well as just the, the kind of the whole biblical message of how Christ came. Again, folks, that's called The Best Gift Ever Given by our very own Ronald J. Kringle, Father Christmas, Buddy the Elf Martin, and it is available mm. now. And if you order it now, you can still get through it by Christmas because it's, it's not that long. Wow, Pipe, there that, you was, go. that was so nice. Sensational say. promo work I know, it was amazing. by Barnabas Piper. I feel like I'm, the, I'm yeah, finally I mean, a beneficiary of his unbelievable promo work. It's been a well, long time coming. It has. Yeah, you've you've earned it. You've yeah. earned it. Absolutely. So, Christmas Christmas really brings out the promotional best in me, I guess. It does. It does, Pipe. Christmas in general brings out the best in this program, I think. And and <laughs> at least one of us. What's What's interesting about this is that. I, if, if I were ambitious enough to look back through our group chats of the past few years, we get the same holiday episode ideas from Ronald with the same level of excitement every year. And I think our responses to them are uniformly the same every year. Ron always he wants to do an app in which we talk about Christmas and like presents, present giving, best present ever. Um, and, and my response is to just be surly and and piper's response is somewhere in the middle of like buddy the elf and like surly curmudgeonly big t so I was say my response at this point is just like stir the pot because ted's angry and ronnie's excited and that just makes me happy because i feel like sparks will fly oh yeah definitely and they never really fly because we we have too much respect for each other as, as radio men you know um but but still in the spirit of christmas and this being the Christmas episode, we're going to wade into this. So uh, these are these are Ron's topics, and I'm just going to start going through them. Um, okay, first topic, first Christmas topic. Two presents we'll never buy for ourselves, but wish someone else would. Um, Ronald J. Christmas, let's start with you since this was your topic. Well, baby, does that make sense? Do you, you guys know where I was going with that vibe? It's like because we're old now and we can just buy stuff. Like Christmas yeah. is like strange because it's like all through the year. It's kind of like the issue that your dad had growing up when your dad, you never knew yeah. what to buy your dad. Yeah. Cause he just, he only wanted like two things per year and he just bought those things for himself. So now that we've reached mm -hmm. that status, it's kind of fascinating mm -hmm. because it's like, what, like what possibly could be out there within reason? I'm not talking about like that, you know, that car that you're never going to be able to afford. I'm talking about like something within your grasp, but you don't want to get it. And yet you wish somebody else would just spend the cash and get it for you. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. Dude, I, I don't know if I know because, like, yeah, I mean, you've outlined the problem, right? And I, I may lean into this in a little bit more of a glum existential way, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. But, like, so you, you've outlined this problem of once you reach our age, if there's something you want, you just usually get it for yourself at some point. So, like, honestly, I can't imagine, I can't fathom two gifts that I want 
that I wish some someone else would buy me. I, I think the thing that I want now more than any other thing is just time. Like, if I could spend time, like, in a high-quality, uninterrupted way with KK or with one or both of my kids, like, that would, that would be the gift. So like what you're saying is you want a sabbatical for Christmas. Correct. I do want a sabbatical. I want a Christmas sabbatical. Double K, buy your boy uh, some time. Buy me some time. Buy Big buy Jesus if I could only you, just get Union some time. Union University, buy Ted a sabbatical for Christmas. We're going to start a campaign. Would, Maybe we'll start a GoFundMe. Get, get Ted dude, some time. Start a Patreon for my, for my sabbatical. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, um, no, I was, I was, I'm actually on a group. It's a really fun group chat with my best friend from college and his son, who is a freshman in college himself now. And uh, we're kind of going through this this checklist with his kid of quintessential Christian college experiences that he's like this kid's like ticking through them at a breakneck pace. You know, he's only so, a he's, so he's 15 pounds heavier than he was uh, three months ago. He has been heavily involved in Ultimate Frisbee. Oh yeah, uh, he has oh, had yeah. somebody say they uh, they can't date him because they've given their heart to Jesus. Absolutely. Uh, let's Absolutely. see what, what is else that really the experience? Does, he, does, he, does he play? So does he play horrible. the acoustic? Does he play the acoustic guitar or the djembe yet? Dude, he's got. If he wants to get married, he does. I mean, okay. he, he absolutely frisbee? has to. Ugh. Well, dude, and he's he's already told me. So this morning he hit the group chat and he was like, "You guys, I'm I'm done with girls for a little while. You know, like I've I've, I've got to get my own <laughs> stuff worked out." And I'm like, "That checks a box." And then also, if a mentor type comes to you and says, "Dude." Uh, the very minute that I gave up with girls, that's when I, that's when God like introduced me to my wife, you know, and that's he's right. like, Oh, it's already happened. You know, it's already happened. But yeah, when you being, can, when you can manipulate God into giving you things by giving them up. <laughs> absolutely, man. That's, that's like freshman year Christian college logic right there. But point being though, he was, uh, he was telling us this tale about, you know, how he was spending quality time with two girls and, you know, we were having this really quality conversation and, um, my my buddy and, and I chipped in like I haven't had I haven't had quality time with anyone in like a decade, you know. So <laughs> I think for me this is what I want the most, uh, which isn't a present. But uh, Piper, what about you? What, what two gifts? Uh, so one thing comes to mind, and it's 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 not like it's not an item because mm-hmm. it, there's there's nothing that I'm dying for. Also, if I if I really want it, I just buy it. Um, but it's it's a the kind of thing that I look at and I go I would love to do that someday but I will probably never set aside the scratch for it and it's like yeah. an all expenses paid trip to uh like the American National Parks of the West. So uh wow. you know Glacier National Park, Yellowstone National Park, hiking, backpacking, you know whatever or like a fly fishing trip something like that but just out in the mountains, out in the woods. But here's the thing. I don't want to stay in a tent. Like, no. I don't, I don't want to have an all-expenses-paid sleep-on-the-ground trip. I want to do, like, glamping, you know, like glamour camping yeah. or, like, where there's a really nice lodge. So you go out and rough it. Maybe you spend, like, one night in a tent and then hike back in. <coughs> but just, like, that, that kind of thing <coughs> seems amazing to me. Uh, and the odds of me ever paying for that are negligible. Yeah. Ronald, what about you? Two gifts you wish uh, somebody would get? Well, I mean, I think you guys are – you won't get for yourself. I think you guys are really uh, – you're really nailing down some – 
some things here with the fact that we, as we get older, we just want more experiences and we want material items, yeah. you know, I think at the end of the day. So, yeah. Except for log cabins. Ron wants a log cabin. But see, I mean that, you know, so if you told me that I could have like a log cabin in like, you know, a Bavarian village outside of Germany for the month of December, like, I, you know, that would be pretty amazing. You know, that would be something where I would love. Some- but not one that you have to own and like pay property taxes on. I mean, henceforth, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that either if I could, <laughs> I could afford it. <laughs> but um, but just yeah, just thinking of like if you could have if there's like some experience out there, whether it's a trip, whether it's time, whether it's like some kind of a sabbatical, whether it's like a moment that you were given to do exactly what you wanted to do within that moment. I think that's really at the end of the day what everybody wishes for once you get to a particular age. Because it's like you said, I mean, you, you've kind of like the material items that you want, you've kind of you've brought those things down to earth for yourself to the point where you don't even want those things that are unattainable. And, you know, you, you'll never get them anyway. But there's a chance where you can attain some of these experiences. Well, and the fact that like there's not a single thing in the world that's going to dramatically improve my life, you know, right? And I think there's age, no right. I mean, you could if somebody bought me a you know a, a three hundred thousand dollar car of some kind, my life would not be measurably better. I'm pretty content with what I've got. But if somebody paid for like a fifteen thousand dollar trip to somewhere amazing, that you know that would transform my life for at least the, you know the two weeks I was on the trip or whatever. You know that there's just there's a different value on those things altogether. Yeah, agreed. Um, Ronald is Christmas. I ask you this every year, man. People can set their watches by this conversation, but um, and I'm I'm waiting for the year that you admit that this is the case. Has, has Christmas gotten a little less magnificent for you yet, or does it deliver at the same level every year? No, man. I mean, it, I think we talked about this last year, so I'll just cut and paste this audio sure in there right now. Three, two, mm-hmm. no. Um, I think um, no, it doesn't always deliver the same. So mm-hmm. what happens is is that I I work really hard. Every Christmas, I'm like an elf, man. I am working Mm. overtime for Mm. Christmas to be as Christmassy as it can possibly be. And for whatever reason, and it's usually anxiety and season of life and stress levels at at that particular moment, um, sometimes it just doesn't deliver. This year, man, there's been some crazy uh, things that have happened in the last three or four months that have been less than than, uh, beautiful and Christmassy. And yet, I will admit, that this year has been delivering the spirit of Christmas in spades so far. And I don't know if it's because things have been so bad the last three or four months that like anything good feels extra good. Um, Uh I think it's a little bit of that because everything has been feeling just very merry and bright and it's been awesome. But um, now do you feel, do you feel pressure like every day? Like when you come home from the office at, you know, 3.59 3.59 p.m. in the afternoon, and you, you, you toss down the, the $7,000 Saddleback bag on the, on, the, on the bench at home. Like, do you feel like, I got to do something Christmassy tonight, or do you just kind of, like, let it unfold? Yeah, no, there is definitely the pressure because I got to make sure that there is music going, that there's some activity mm. that's going to tie in with the holidays, yeah. whether it's, like, baking something, a Christmas movie, okay. um, yeah. you know, connecting with friends to do something – you know, so I started a um, I started a Christmas book club this year, and so I'm, I'm you know so I, I work hard. Of, of course you I, did. Piper, why is my why is my immediate response just a guffaw? Boys, I, I'm telling what's, you, what's, I work, what's going on there? I work hard. I work hard, baby. Tell can you can you 
And Pipe, I don't think you'll mind this. Can, can you just go deep dive for a minute on the Christmas Book Club? Yeah, and please. Like for, describe for everything about enjoyment. it. Boys, it's the first yeah. year I've ever attempted it. I've been wanting to do it mm. for as long as I can remember because I always get my stack. Well, I mean, you who know. doesn't? Oh, well, I, you know, I, not I everybody does. If I had a nickel for every guy who said that. T, I got you something know. for you. Believe it or not, not everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> you're killing me with that. So what, what kind of my, Ebenezer Scrooge chumps well, that's are these? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, what kind of a jerk doesn't want to be in a Christmas book club? Well, Come on. I just I would what I would do is I would challenge anybody to find a church where their pastor begins a Christmas book club. That has to be a Guinness mm. Book of World Records right there. Spurgeon had one. <laughs> you did. I was reading in Spurgeon this morning about. Was he? Did he start a Christmas book club one year? The Prince of Preachers, they called him, but also they called him the Prince of the Christmas Book Club. Yeah, that's true. I thought that was yeah. my title, so I don't. You know. mm. Anyway, so anyway, uh, tell us all about it. So my favorite Christmas author is a guy named Richard Paul Evans. Every year he drops a mm. new book, and so I was able oh. to convince some people who are more, you know, drawn to that kind of thing. Well, baby, that sounds magnificent. Now, when you guys gather. For the for the club now, are you are you leading discussion? Yeah, asking questions like guys. Now, are these Christmas books like? Is it a novel? Is it like a Hallmark <laughs> book or a Hallmark movie set to the page? Or what, yeah, I mean, what it, kind of books? It are we essentially about? is. I mean, this guy like kind of yeah. has has a theme that he's always kind of going after. So it's kind of a tragic yeah. story that ends in Christmas. And then um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just one night, so we're gonna get together, have a bunch of desserts, and, and uh, is and he a uh, is he a Hallmark screenwriter? Uh, a couple of his books have been remade into movies, which, by the way, have been like just horrible. Because he's actually really good. Dude, now what are you, what are you guys doing this year? Noel Street? Yeah, Noel Street. Or something else? Yeah, Noel Street. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at him. I'm looking at. Yeah, so at this Ricky is the, this right is the now, third man. book in the Noel collection, and uh, so we're gonna mm. we're gonna wrap it up with Noel Street. Yeah. Nice. I appreciate you just nice. sort of like getting on. How many? <laughs> how many people are in this book club? Uh, I was able to convince I I was able to convince six and then two others I coerced. So I think we have like hmm. eight. What did you promise them baked goods that you won't eat? You're like I promise I'll bake yes. it and then it's all for it's you. It's all going to be I it's just, all going to be just smell it. Magnificent Martin baked goods. And um, there's hmm. two people that really don't want to do it. But it's like I had to have another couple of fellas in this thing, boys. Like it couldn't just be like yeah. me and the ladies, right? Yeah, that's true. So I had to that's get my true. wife into this thing, who is absolutely opposed, Big M. And then um, now, why is she opposed? Lean into uh, she, because Big she's opposed? normal. She just doesn't like. Yeah, she doesn't well, like yeah, this kind of writing. That. She's a huge mm. Stephen King fan. You know, she just reads other authors. She doesn't like too sappy. Mm. So um, it's a miracle. Okay, it's a miracle quick. this relationship continues to work out so great. But uh, it's just she doesn't like movies. She doesn't like sappy Christmas books. Goodness, yeah. opposites do attract. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. What uh, if Stephen King wrote a Christmas book? What would that be like? I don't know, but it would be Ooh. all about. It would have like aliens and uh, something mysterious about <laughs> it, and ultimately probably be gross. And I wouldn't be interested in it at all. That's true. That's true. That's that fair. would be tough. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, hey boys, I have another question. I have another Christmas question. This is a topic. Best <laughs> gift you ever received. Piper. Wait, wait. Is that one that Ronnie suggested? Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. No, I know. Um, I didn't come up with that. I got to attribute. Um, now, I feel we, like... Didn't we do this one last year? I love how year? you guys just yeah, have to Piper, gut We do it every year. This. We literally... Guys, the enthusiasm from you guys right now is shockingly low. Piper, we literally do this every year. But uh, I'll say this, though, on, on the positive about it. 
this is where we got that golden moment where you revealed that you guys got like a canvas pouch for Christmas, a shepherd's pouch. Uh, it was, it shepherd's was burlap. Pack. It was yeah, burlap. burlap. It was the shepherd's pouch. Yeah. And yeah, that was instead of stockings. Dude, um, so yes. honestly, this episode in the past has delivered some magic, if we count yeah. that. Christmas gold. Christmas Man, gold. My best gift I ever received. I couldn't tell you one thing I've gotten for Christmas in I, maybe ever. I mm. don't remember any Christmas presents. Dude, it's so glum. Nice. This is so glum. It's unbelievable. This is this is a glum app. This is exactly <laughs> no, I, what I envisioned. This when is I worse saw this than the worst app ever from two weeks ago. I mean, it's unbelievable. No, that was yeah, that true. was worse. That was definitely worse. Ted Ted's apologies are way worse than Ted, Ted's lack of enthusiasm for Christmas. Dude, that's I, true. I, I don't know. Do you guys have like a best gift? It stands out. You're like, oh, is that one time I got the you know the Red Rider BB gun or whatever. I do not. I can come up with one, but uh, Ronald, yeah. What What about you? Yeah, my my best one was um, nineteen eighty two. Um, eighty two. Yeah. Good year. I know. I was a kid. Obviously, I was young, and uh, uh, my dad was wiped out financially. He was broke as mm-hmm. spoke, man. And mm-hmm. uh, is this when you guys went to that motel in the middle of nowhere, or was that a different? Is that like a summer vacation thing? I just remember like a, a summer Ronnie vacation Martin trip. Thing. Okay, gotcha. I so just remember was, there was like a Martin family uh, sojourn to to some. Janky this was hotel. a summer thing, though. This was a legit Christmas okay. thing where the old the old guy is broke, and um, he, they went over the top for Christmas. My parents, right? So they were like nuts so uh-huh. about Christmas. And this year they were like kind of crying the blues, saying, you know, that my dad's business was tanking. It was basically like a Richard uh, Paul Evans novel. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was gonna say, baby, you, you ought to just like novelize. I would this. like You'd to. Be rich. I would like to. And then um, you'd be Richard. So I there was this bike that I wanted, and I just knew there was no way on earth I was going to get the bike because it's like, man, there's going to be barely any gifts. We're doing our best. So it just kind of, it kind of actually, I, it just completely vanished out of my mind or my even my you know thinking that I would even have a chance of getting it. And I woke up that morning, and there it was under the tree. Oh, baby! Yeah, so it was epic. That's huge. Yeah, it was epic. That is that is epic. And, uh, and it's a nice story too. It is nice, and you know, I found out later like what my dad had to do to you know to get mm-hmm. the cash for all of that, and mm-hmm. it makes it even more just you know just sad and beautiful. All of these so. No, that's nice, baby. That's so there nice. it is, right there, boom. Dude, like truly, all kidding aside, that's a like that that could be the the backbone of one of these kind of sappy Christmas novels. Oh, absolutely, truly, you should you should do it. Yeah, you should. What's stopping you? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, this is the this is the career you really want. It is the man. career I, really into that. I just can't get anybody to publish these things. That's kind of the issue I'm having. That's the dude. Is it is it a lack of? Okay, and this is a, this is like a serious publishing. I have question. A, I have a serious it, answer there, for you too. Yeah. Yeah. Are there just too many people trying to do that, or is there just not enough demand, or what's the like what's what's the stumbling? So block here's what here? happened. Like, so I finished industry. I finished my second novel, and they mm-hmm. they you know it, it did the rounds, and so this is what I found out. Is that yeah. they um, the Christmas novels? Those are the books that they just sort of tell the established fiction authors to just sort of throw them one, you know, <laughs> yeah, kind of a thing. So it's like a band doing a Christmas album. They're like, do the same one hundred percent eleven songs as everybody else, and it's like a guaranteed paycheck. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's just like um, you got to do a regular fiction novel first, and then that comes on the heels of it. Hmm. You know what I mean? So you got to establish yourself. Just writing stories that I don't care about. So what I got to do, boys, basically, is I got to write a bunch yeah, of yeah. novels that I don't care about writing, so that I can get mm-hmm. to the novel that I actually want to write. 
that they're not even yeah. that concerned about because it's only viable for like two months out of the year in terms of the sales yeah. cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, that's what Next I got to do. So check it out. So we got some interest from some publishers, and that's what they said. They said, hey, we're interested in you being like a, a Nicholas Sparks for us, but we need you to write sure. to some regular fiction first. We like your writing. Oh. We think it has legs, but give us something non-Christmas first, and then we'll talk about something on the heels of that. So, what, Baby, how did your heart leap when they said, we want you to be the Nicholas Sparks for I us? I mean, my heart my heart left a few feet, Big T. I'm not going to lie to you, but the thought of writing... Baby, that was a good night in the Martin But I mean, the thought of writing a bunch big. of romances that have nothing to do with Christmas, like, the, I'm not super pumped about them. You know what I mean? No, I know it. I know it. And that's the... And given that, I've already written half of one of those first novels. So anything to get me to the... Of course you have. To anything to get me Dude. to the, the Christmas song. Now, what what can you tell us about the half of one romance novel that you've written? Anything at all? Do you have any, like, basic plot points or characters? What can you tell us about the romance novel that you've already written? Yeah, half, so it's about uh, a musician that's all dried up, and he gets a mm -hmm. shot at um, doing something to get himself back in the limelight. And the, uh -huh. the big twist... Oh, is this, is this A Star is Born? Yeah, it is. And so the big <laughs> twist is that the person that gives him his break is also the one that is going to just kind of like, you know, kind of bring him back down to earth and humble him. Uh, so there's kind of a, a oh. twist. I don't want to give it all away, but um, yeah. yeah. So it's, that's I like it. it. Yeah. I like it. So it's going to be, you know, it's a little bit from real life, real life perspective, because I know something mm -hmm. about the music industry so I can speak at it from that standpoint. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying there's not going to be a Christmas scene in it, right? Because, you know, I mean, you know, the, th the whole movie lasts through the course of a year. So they got to hit some of the seasons, yeah. right? So, yeah. yeah. No, they got to. They got it. They, got they absolutely have to. Yeah. Well, I like it, Ronald. <laughs> Thanks, and I, I can tell you this. Um, Piper and I will be, we will be purchasing your first romance novel. Um, I just want Pipe to promo in fact, the program. Yeah, Pipe can promo it. Now, like, will it, will it have like a, like a Fabio-esque kind of romance novel cover? Like, um, I don't no, know. Dude, is it set? What? That's like, you know, because I mean, if you look at like Nicholas Sparks books, they're just. They're a little more artistic. Yeah, no, Sparksy always plays it. Yeah. He plays it he plays it a little bit cool. As, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, as far as that goes. Yeah, yeah. As far as that goes. Yeah. Um, so, it's going. So, we, we got, like, we got way deep into the weeds of that. But, uh, and, okay, so we got your we got your best gift story. It was the it was the bike. Um, Piper can't remember any gifts that came in his shepherd's pouch. <laughs> um, dude, for me, I, I, I think... Like every year of childhood, it was it was similar to Ron's story where my parents would always like really crush it with a big gift, and it was always a surprise, and it was always really really nice and something that um, yeah something that either I really wanted or I didn't even know I wanted it, and they like kind of surprised me. They were just amazing, you know. They were amazing, and I, I think that's why like adulthood is always kind of paled in comparison, and and. We try to now deliver that moment for our kids, and and hopefully it succeeds. But, um, well, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe does it, it doesn't feel the same for me. Talk about a moment with your uh, kids. What was the one moment where like, where like they were just like utterly astonished at what they got? Under the tree? Oh, dude, um, I okay. So last year, my kid is a big Michigan fan uh, because we used to live in Michigan, and I got him a pair of Michigan Jordans. Uh, and he was he was really surprised, really pumped about those. Nice. Um, and the, yeah, the kids are they're great, man. They're appreciative, you know. They're really they're good boys, and uh, they've they've got grateful hearts, and I'm I'm happy for that. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. I, I think once you hit a certain age, it kind of it loses its magic a little bit, which is why it's good that we're friends, baby. You can remind me that um, the Christmas magic does still exist, and that I need to I need to work for it. You know, I think if I've learned anything this afternoon, it's that um, you gotta work while for Grace, well, yeah, while Grace is free, Christmas is not free. <laughs> like it takes work. Um, getting into that Christmas kind of motif, it takes work. And baby, you'll be happy to know that. Um, immediately after we wrap recording at, at three o'clock this afternoon, uh, I'm going to a company Christmas party and I'm wearing a, a, um, oh, like a velour, like jacket. It's very Christmassy. Ooh, what, uh, uh, what's the color scheme on this velour jacket? Yeah, dude. So it's not a Christmas color. It's blue. It's blue velvet. Okay. Actually, I knew it was a V word. It's blue velvet. Um, I got a little scarf. And uh, just a, a nice shirt. So nice. yeah, I, I feel yeah, I feel like I'm going through the motions. Like I'm doing, I'm putting the work You're in. Trying, you yeah. know, yeah, that's that's festive. Is it the, the faculty <laughs> I'm Christmas the work party? In. Is there going to be a lot of, a lot yeah, of it's goodies? a faculty Christmas party? Yeah, a lot of a lot of nice high end snacks, white so elephant exchange, snack. or something of that nature. Dude, no, no white elephant. This is like <laughs> the one where we all like go and parade through the president's house. So oh, wow. the president like opens his house up from like two to five, and there's there's really high end snacks and the president like high end snacks. Yeah, so like Jerry snacks. Falwell Jr. or whatever, whoever's the president of your. Yeah, not that guy okay. though. Not that guy. Different guy. But um, <laughs> high quality uh, food, low quality conversation is really the the nature of this event. I mean, is it really is but, it a fun uh, time for you, or is it something that you're trying to get through? Dude, you know how I am, right? I think we're I think we're similar in this. In that, like for me, the worst thing is low quality chit chat. Like I really like a good conversation. Like a high quality deep deep dive, or even just a fun like haha, yeah. you know, kind of conversation where I'm hitting it off with somebody. I'm I'm here for that for sure. But you know, this kind of like cattle call work thing where you're just kind of parading through, and I I feel like I could write the conversations ahead of time. Uh-huh. Like, hey, how's your semester wrapping up? Good, you know, I'm tired, <laughs> a lot of grading, you know, like yeah, the ends in sight, finish line, you know, and. I feel like I should just print a card with that on it, and I could just hand that out to Big everybody. G, you know what though? Can you I know? make a suggestion? Just print it on a T-shirt. Yeah, make a suggestion. Why don't you um? Why don't you change your tone a little bit and come in with a little bit of this <laughs> and say, "Hey, how's your okay. semester been? And uh-huh. has uh-huh. it been like a good wrap to the year? And how are your students? Oh, I see what you're doing. I mean, <laughs> I, dude, hit him, hit him with a little vulnerable, a voice, little vulnerable. Maybe. Absolutely, it'll, it'll go well with the velvet. You know what I'm saying? Like a little Chris, uh, like a little Christmas velvet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Christmas velvet. Yeah, nice. I mean, just change your t- like. See what happens yeah. on the heels of doing a little V voice. Baby, that little V voice, V voice is going to be magical today. I can tell you and that. And get much. a little I'm recording it. of it for me and and pipe so that we can actually like. Just drop, just Dude. just click on your phone and get it. Give us a little sample of one of those, man. You can evaluate the V voice after after the fact, man. It's like watching film of a game. Uh, you guys will see how it works. No, that's exciting, baby. That's a that's a good idea. That's that, a really that, good idea. That redeems this afternoon. It might redeem Christmas, boys. I'm not going to lie. So. <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of redeeming myself or Christmas, uh, yeah, I I'm. I don't care much about gifts, and so I'm really bad at that. First of all, I want to say it wasn't my parents' fault. They bought me a lot of stuff. I just I yeah. don't remember it. Yeah. So this coming Saturday evening, uh, I also get to go to a corporate Christmas party, not for Emanuel Nashville, but for, wait for it, 
Dave Ramsey's company. Oh boy, get out! Yes, dude, why are you going what to that? Happened? Okay, so Judas, uh, what happened? So, so I've I've been dating a lady named Lauren for about nine months now, and she works for Ramsey's company. So I get to be the plus one at the Ramsey Solutions Christmas ah. party, which apparently is just a monstrous shindig. Dude, does she hate like how a, much we crap all over Ramsey on this program? Uh, she she hasn't listened to those episodes. I've no, warned her. Cool. I was I told her I was like, you know, me coming to this is basically a research expedition, and will probably garner at least a oh, segment, that's if be not magic. an entire episode. Like everybody gets there Absolutely. and like takes their jackets off and like puts their envelopes on the shelf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. So. So yeah, I get to do I get to do a little like uh, I get to do a little behind the scenes researching of of the of the rich people things you, universe itself. How frugal will he okay, be though? Compare, How frugal compare will these, he be? Okay, compare these the thing. two he, things, Piper. He, he is not frugal with his employees. Like he, they take insanely good care of the people who work there. Wow. Yeah, they're so so. Compare these two things: the the party that you're about to go to. Uh huh. And the Nakatomi <coughs> Corporation's Christmas party from 1988's oh, hit movie go. Die Hard. Here we go. Which one is going to be more lavish? Here we go. Hmm. Boy, you know, I got to say the Nakatomi one, it, it feels just scarred in my mind because of the whole terrorist takeover thing. Um, That's true. I think Ramsey might outlavish them. I think he might, man. And that he party like, was pretty lavish. Yeah, but, but he is <coughs> so... They're they're renting out a significant portion of the Opryland Hotel. Um, whoa, whoa, man! So and for for employees who are married, like they get they get to stay the night there. Um, uh-huh. And so there's this there's this whole it's this whole thing like food, drink, all covered. They give employees money towards dinner either at the hotel or out before they come. Like it's a it's a whole and it's, there's like a thousand Dude. employees plus whoever comes with them. Right, that's big. Homeboy is literally printing money and putting it helping in envelopes. people. Printing money and putting it in envelopes. So unbelievable. Well, I mean, honestly, though, I look at that and I'm like, okay, so you know, the whole rich people thing, whatever. He he is super generous with the people who work for them. So there's, you know, that's, that's a positive, but yes, I'm, I'm expecting there to be just an insanely like culty cultural vibe. And I'm really excited. Yeah, man. That's like a Richard Paul Evans novel, to be honest. He does that a lot. Like the big glitzy, like Christmas party stuff. Oh, the big party. I love it. Yeah. I haven't, I've never been to a big glamorous. I've lived in like the Christian publishing world. There's nothing glitzy or glamorous about it. It's like, it's like a Baptist wedding every All right, this event. is a good topic. So this is a good this, topic. What's, this is going to be fun. What's the weirdest thing you've gotten as a Christmas gift from a publisher that you've worked with? Because I feel like these guys are famous for sending out just like weirdo, rando Christmas gifts. Um, well, T, I've, you're I've the one that's one, worked with like 19 publishers, man. So, uh, yeah, what have you got? Yeah, I, I've never been. I, I haven't sold enough copies to garner any more than like a Christmas card. So I get like the card signed by the marketing department who didn't market my book. So um, <laughs> exactly who poorly marketed your book. Yeah, dude, I got a I got a fruitcake from from Moody Whoa. Publishing one time. This thing, dude, it was like getting a York barbell out of the out of the mailbox. This thing weighed twenty five pounds if it weighed an ounce. Right? Baby, those hundreds of thousands of copies of that book with Katie Y, and that's all they sent you was a fruitcake. Dude, seriously, I make them rich. I build them like a new building build in Chicago. Empire, they send me a fruitcake. And you get a fruitcake. I built them an empire. And by I built them, I mean Gary Chapman. You built, built them an, an empire. empire. You launched the career of KDY. And what did you get in return? 
Dude, we we built this, this city on KBY. Podcast. As the as the song, as the song goes. We built this we, city on KBY. Gosh. I was going to sing that, but you can't do it in beer commercial voice. It doesn't work as well as indescribable. No, yeah, yeah dude, you have to go like falsetto for that one. We the, built uh, this city on KDY. I wish this episode would end. Hi. I wish this episode would end. Why? It's so Christmas festive, Ron. It's not, man. There's boys Ron, so depressing. Kringle? Father Christmas I forgot to Martin? tell you about my uh, my cantata appearance. Oh, uh, yeah. Talk to oh, us yes. about that, man. Let the world in on that. Yeah. Do we want to hear about that? And then we'll wrap the Please. app. So uh, I was involved in my first Christmas cantata oh. on Sunday. And um, I was a reader. I was reading some scripture. And no, you per- were reading all of scripture from what I understood. Yeah, I was reading the whole council of scripture, uh, given that it was given that it was a reformed church. So, dude, the way they the way they wrote me into this thing. So we've got this guy in our church who's just like a uh, magnificent man. Like he's the, he's the, he's the picture of manhood in that um, his voice is like six octaves lower than everybody else's, and um, he speaks really slowly and in, in such a way that everything he says sounds profound because of it. And like it, he's only been in the church for like a year. And as such, the church is just kind of in mass. Like we're all, we're everybody's in love with this guy, right? Um, so this is the guy that they want reading the scripture out loud. Um, so I get this text from like the the music director guy, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, we tried to get this dude, he couldn't do it. So would you be willing, wow. you know, to to read some scripture out loud?" So, um, so I said, I "Couldn't yes. get a date. Will you be my plus one?" Exactly, dude. I was I was the like the backups backup, you know. Uh, so that was a little prick to the old ego, but, uh, so I get there and I find out that I'm reading like half the new Testament, <laughs> right? Um, it was a lot, dude. I'm going to need Tommy John from just like holding the microphone at that angle for that long. Um, it was a lot, but no, it was actually all seriousness. It was really cool. It was, Wait, um, you had to hold the microphone a la Stephen Furtick. Dude. Yeah, I did. I had to do a Ferdy microphone hold. Um, all I have is a music stand. Music stand and a handheld. What mic. So, like was, what song was, was playing school. in the background, Big T, while you were reading? What did they? What were they? Dude, that's the thing. They were like changing the setup on the stage as I was reading. Oh. So probably like also no one was paying. So attention So it was, it was to a transitional either. read. But, uh, wow, it was a transitional read. I had all of Luke too. Oh wow! So that's birth to age. That's like birth to adolescence. Yeah, that's like for birth Jesus. to like the cross, in, man. In, in Luke. Yeah. So dude, you, so you get like the whole like verses? seriously, dude. I had like eighty verses, literally. So you get Jesus, like, hanging around in the roost, like, his parents lost him for a minute, and he's like, no, I was at the temple the whole time, like, no no big, you know, so we got that whole narrative. Um, it was a lot, man. It was just, it was a lot. Wow. But, uh, That's amazing. But no, it was, it, was a, it was a fun show. Um, would you do it again, A lot of talent, man. Would you do it just, again? What's that? Would you do it again? I would do it again. I would what do it again. Like? What maybe, did you like Maybe about a little it? less reading. What did you like about it? I, dude, all seriousness, here's what I loved about it. And th- this was like... We'll end on this because this delivered like legit Christmas vibes for me. It was very joyful to see like all the talent in our church that I didn't necessarily know was there in the sense that a lot of these people that aren't like trying to be out front all the time got to perform music or whatever. And it was really, really good. Um, Like legit good. We have some amazingly talented people in our church and it was fun to see them do their thing we got to see like a father sing a song with his daughter which that that stuff always rips me up man that in the best possible way so um it was great you know and and i've been resting my voice ever since then just to prepare to do radio so wow um i i couldn't talk to anyone for like three days afterward because my voice was teaching in sign yeah teaching in sign you know non-verbals but uh 
but yeah, dude, that was the that was the cantata. Now, does Substance do any kind of Christmas program? Yeah, we'll just do an Eve of the Eve service. That's all we do. Got and then it. we're doing Advent every Got week. It. You know, we're doing the whole thing. So yeah, doing yeah, it up. Nice, nice. Doing man. it up. Well, boys, we've done what we always do, which is uh, wander to and fro throughout the exact same Christmas episode topics as we do every previous year. So um, this has been fun. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. God kept calling my heart. Like, I just knew he was my safe place. I hope people don't walk away going, wow, you're really awesome. More than like, wow, Jesus is really interesting. And he's really awesome. Everybody on this planet is dealing with some sort of what if. How does that one courageous decision affect the whole world? A ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. If you were encouraged by what you just heard, please search Trevor Talks on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com.